My name is Jim Derrick, and today in studio, I am really excited to have the co-founders of a wonderful organization dedicated to our veterans. And I want to introduce you today to Dave Camposano and Stacy Coyne from 22 Mohawks. Welcome to you both. Jim, thanks for having us. I appreciate it. I can't, thanks, I can't thank you enough for coming in. I was saying only half kiddingly, I expected <laughs> to get a phone call saying, hey, we're on our way to the beach today. It is an absolutely gorgeous Sunday, but nothing could be more important than talking about the subject that we're going to talk about today, which is veterans, veterans-related mental health, and suicide. Dave and Stacy have been on the front lines helping our veterans now for how long? We'll say about uh, three years. And um, both of you have fascinating stories, and we're going to get to that. And Dave, thank you for your service. You're a veteran. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And Stacy, your your father is a veteran. Correct. And uh, very, very sorry for his loss back in 2009 to suicide. So you have a personal connection to yeah, this as well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. So let's dig right into 22 Mohawks, Dave. Tell us what 22 Mohawks is, what the inspiration for it was, and what your major mission is. So 22 Mohawks, the name, um, as a lot of people do know, the offsided number 22 stands for the average of veterans that die by suicide per day. The Mohawk represents the stigma and um, basically someone who's like a veteran, an outlier, someone who's not afraid to take risk. You know, you see somebody with a Mohawk and they think, wow, all right, that's, uh, that's kind of wild that you, you get a Mohawk. It's yeah. a risky haircut. Um, so it represents that and being able to tackle tackle mental health. So that's that's what's in the name. We started in, I think, June of, of 2020. And um, basically what happened was, was I found out that a good friend of mine, John Hatfield, um, had died by suicide. And I found out two and a half years after he'd actually died by suicide. I'm sorry. And um, John and I were pretty close. We were together the last couple of years of service, um, probably about 18 months we were together. And while we served, I, I knew John was, wasn't doing too well mentally. Uh, we were both injured, so we were both getting medically discharged. And um, he would come to me. I was a senior staff sergeant. Uh, he was a specialist, so he was a couple ranks lower than me. Um, he was assigned to me, but he was like, hey, you know, Sergeant Camp, I'm kind of upset. And he's like, I can't do anything anymore because my back hurts. I can't carry my weapon. Um, I can't jump out of planes. Can you, you know, can you help me? So I kind of took him under my wing and, and worked with him and made sure he didn't get stuck on, you know, dumb details like doing dishes and cutting lawns and stuff like that. Um, and, um, you know, he had a, he had a beautiful wife, um, son on the way. And, uh, I got out in August, 2016 and John got out, I believe it was, uh, October of 2017, um, or maybe a couple months before that, but then he ended up, um, you know, dying by suicide. Mm, so and, sorry. Uh, I think that what, what happened was, was I, when I found out about it, I realized that I, I just focused on self, uh, selfishly just kind of focused on going to school. Um, getting my degree, you know, making tons of money and living the American dream and not really, really thinking about the people who I kind of left behind. Um, and that's not what a leader does, right? A leader checks on, on his men, at least, you know, while in service, mm. um, daily, uh, you know, our, our, our warriors, we know, you know, we know their social security number. We know their blood type. We know their, their wives' names. We know their kids' names. We know where they live. We know everything about them. And, um, I felt very guilty for not at least you know, checking in on John, mm. um, fully knowing that he was uh, high risk. Mm. And um, I, I wanted to do something because I didn't want anyone else to ever have to feel that way, that they had left somebody behind like that and then see them, you know, die by suicide. Um, so I shaved a mohawk into my head and because um, I want to create some type of excitement, like kind of like the ice bucket challenge. Of course. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I shaved a mohawk into my head. Um, I took a, a selfie of myself and I posted on social media. And um, hashtag 22 Mohawks and said, hey, you know, if, if anyone else posts a Mohawk and hashtag 22 Mohawks, I'll donate 100 bucks to a large organization, which right. was Mission 22. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And yeah, I, I ended up donating uh, two grand, actually, to them. Uh, we had a lot of Mohawks. I don't know what the number is, but Stacy got a Mohawk. She was the first female to do it. I saw it. You know, you actually look good with a Mohawk. Thank you. It took yeah, me a long time website. to get that one up. Yeah. 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 It's actually, the. I think it's like the first picture on yes, the Instagram it is. page. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. It started the, the Instagram page. And she, yeah, she sent it. She's like, hey, can I, what do you think about this? I'm like, yep, we're doing this. Um, and then we got, yeah, we got, a, we got a lot of Mohawks and, um, that's, that's really how it started. 
and thank you for that, Dave, and, and your personal uh, witness to exactly the devastation that uh, not only uh, suicide brings to families and loved ones, but also the unique plight of the veteran. This is unique. 22. I want to just linger on that on that for a moment. You're used to talking about it. I'm sensitive to veterans' needs or been around VSOs before in our town, and I hear the, the number 22. But I think the general public needs to really stop and think about that number. 22 veterans per day are dying of suicide. And, Stacy, the, the absolutely startling and sickening fact is that that number is old. And you were telling me before we came on the air that that number might even be double uh, once the numbers come out for the last two years during COVID. Yeah, correct. And, um, you know, there's tons of information that hasn't been put out yet. Like Dave was saying earlier, the way that they um, decide what a veteran is classified as, you know, people overdosing, different things that happen that may not be recorded and, and put into the numbers also gets missed. Yeah. 22 a day. I, I just and, and, you know, with that number going up, just too hard and too sickening to get my my arms around. 22 Mohawks. Is, this is an organization that is sponsored by, created by, and brainstormed by veterans. You know the unique needs that veterans have. And I just want to focus on one of your missions, and that is the dogs that are going to vets. I think when you're out to visit us at Safe Coalition, you mentioned a number of something like 58 dogs last year that you had delivered to veterans. Is that correct? Yeah, we've done, up until this point, we've done our 75. We're going to do our 76th. 77th, and, too. Because and 77th to, uh, to out there. So we're going to do 77 Illinois. dogs in Illinois um, next weekend. Uh, we're flying out there together with the dogs. Well, um, it's just, I mean, to think about a, a, a small grassroots organization, started small, literally getting off the ground immediately and being able to provide inside of three years almost six dogs a month yeah, or more right. to veterans. And why dogs? What is the importance behind the dogs? Well, um, the, the dogs, I, wa- I want to point out, so we... we they're um, they're well trained dogs. So we, we train the dogs to do the Canine Good Citizen certification, sure. and then we do regular weekly training. So they don't actually get the service dog um, designation unless we refer them out to uh, one of our partners. But I, it's something you can do. Yes, but we uniquely can. uniquely you don't you're not after just service dogs no. because of this connection the suicide right. for the companionship, right? That's right. Yeah. So um, a Michigan Michigan National Guard um, study found that organizations that give dogs to veterans that there's a zero percent suicide rate. <laughs> Um, and I can confirm that every veteran that we have given a dog to um, is, is actually still alive and has not died by suicide. So it's it's a mission that we're going to sustain. Um, I think everyone knows how important a dog is. But, you know, you come home, your day could have been really lousy, and that dog's still going to lick your face and, and jump on you. And veterans actually report having suicidal ideation to the point of wanting to take action, but not following through because they had a canine at home to because take care of, right? Mm-hmm. They think about It's funny because I've actually heard a handful of veterans tell me that they were in their truck with a firearm ready to go and they thought about their dog and they decided not to do it. Um, which I, that resonates. I, I believe that that's um, it's a, an extremely important. We're very close to our animals. Um, they're, they're family. Of course. Yeah, they're family. Of course. Um, and and it, you know, that it provokes a lot of emotion when you hear that. Anybody that's had a dog or been close to a dog understands that attraction, understands that love. That dog never stops being a toddler or an infant. Yeah. Needing you. Yeah, right. and needing you. Yeah, yeah exactly, Stacy. Uh, what are, Stacy, the other core parts of service that 22 Mohawks provide? Um, so we also do biannual static line airborne retreats down in Donellan, Florida with um, an organization called X35. There's a bunch of... Um, retired active service guys that come down and volunteer their time. Um, we have guys from Germany, Sweden, Mexico. Um, they're a great group of people. And we go down there twice a year. We bring 20 veterans. Um, they're responsible for their flight, but we cover everything else while they're down there. And basically, it's a week long of abbreviated airborne static line school. So and when you say static line jumps. school to the uninitiated, what does that mean? Dave can give you the more Detailed information on that since right. he's airborne and he, he has the details. A lot of people like know tandem, right? Where you like strap to somebody, you sure. jump, you free fall for 60 seconds mm-hmm. and then you float to the ground. It takes like five minutes. Well, yeah. Static line is the army's method of getting to combat, right? It's a, you have a static line, a yellow static line that's connected to the inside of the aircraft. And then when you pit, jump out, your chute automatically opens within, you know, four to six seconds. Uh, it opens for you. And then you're, you, you typically stay at an altitude about 1200 feet, mm-hmm. 1250 feet. 
That way you can get to the ground quick, get your weapon in operation, and start ground pounding. Makes sense. Um, so it's a method to get to combat very quickly. So what is the mission of this static line jump when you go out there? What are you doing for the vets? Our goal is to help veterans lead themselves to find purpose. And we do that with the dogs and with parachuting because it brings them together yes. with their families and the community. Um, and it gives them a purpose, right? So imagine this. Imagine you're like, hey, you know, I'm kind of down on my luck, down on my life, not feeling too good. I'm drinking too much. And I just got picked, selected to fly to Dinellan and jump out of an aircraft, right? It's something I've always wanted to do. So you fly down to Dinellan. Um, you meet a bunch of vets from across the U.S. Um, all have, you know, similar experiences, whether they were traumatic, combat, whether they were not. Um, all different branches, except for Space Force. We haven't had Space Force yet, but I'm sure they'll be there. And then they ground train, so they train how to jump on the ground, and then they get in the bird with these same 20 people, and then they tackle the door alone, right? Because it's, a, it's one jump right at a time, right? Door opens, you jump out, and you hit the ground, so you've just, you know, 100% tackled an obstacle in your life, and it just resets your brain to be like, I can't do this. I, I can tackle this. I can tackle anything. And then all of a sudden, all, the, all your buddies, uh, male and female, hit the ground, and they're like, yeah, this was amazing. This is, I, I have videos of people who like have never jumped before. The, the, their first jump, it's like the most amazing thing ever. And then from there, right, so now, now there's that bond because you've shared a hardship. It's like, although it is fun, it's scary as hell, <laughs> right? I'm um, sweating listening to it. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we, we turn them over to the local Ocala Vet Center, and there's mental health specialists, civilian and veterans, that they talk to. Um, so the adrenaline's going. They're feeling good. They're with people that they know and, and, and have a bond with now and a connection. And they're, they feel okay to talk about things that they typically mm -hmm. wouldn't talk about at their house. I'll remind everybody, we are speaking with David and Stacy from 22 Mohawks, a nonprofit dedicated to providing veterans with assistance, suicide prevention, suicide education, mental health destigmatization and prevention, along with a, a whole list of services that are designed to reintegrate, I think, veterans back into society and provide them with a safety net. Uh, my name's Jim Derrick. Importantly, I want to give you the information for 22 Mohawks. The website is 22, the number 22, mohawks.com, and you can reach them at... Stacy at 22mohawks.com and Dave at 22mohawks.com. And we also have um, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. Everything's 22mohawks. And a phone number? 774-273-3296. 774-273-3296. Correct. And that's how you want to get in touch with 22 Mohawks. They are local. They're here in the community, although they are traveling to Illinois to take this thing national. And I, I'll tell you, uh, the way that I met... Dave and Stacy and their team was they came out and did a suicide training for us at Safe Coalition to help us in identifying suicidal ideation in our clients and, and giving us strategies for working with them and getting them resources that they need. And I'll tell you what, you spent maybe three minutes in, you guys had me totally <laughs> leaning in, not only to the, the training which you gave us, which was wonderful, but to your organization and to you guys personally. It is just so inspiring to me personally to be around you guys. So back to the mission. Um, we talked about the dogs. We talked about the static line jumping. Mm -hmm. And clearly those are two missions that are elevating the spirits of, of veterans, providing esprit de corps. Um, I can only imagine when you deliver a dog. <laughs> It doesn't Actually, get tell old. me, tell me about the dog the delivery. I'd, can I? Yes, we would love to have really? you. Of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, absolutely. But I'm a crier. So that's okay. We I'm a, we're huggers. Okay. We are too. Bring All it right. in. Yeah. We're family. So that's the other thing about <laughs> cool. us is it's not like Dave will always say, it's not just a dog. It's not just a jump. Um, there's so much more to it. Like he said, we have the mental health, mental fitness aspects included in the jump. And then when guys come to you know receive a dog from us, women too, they come to weekly trainings, monthly trainings. So they're creating that community. They're bringing your family, your children. We, we invite everybody in. So it's um, really a lifelong family membership, you know, um, the 22 Mohawks family. And we're bringing these people in because we care. We love them. We check in on them. Even if they're not local to us, we're constantly messaging them. Um, we have some volunteers that help and reach out to people just to check in on how they're doing. And, you know, we, we do dogs out of state. We find local training facilities in the area where that person will live and we'll set them up with basic obedience training or the canine good citizenship training where they are. So we're able to do that as well. And we've really gone nationwide. And as you mentioned, we're going to be going to Illinois, one of our 
diehard um, followers, Sergeant Dunn. He's out there in Illinois. He's he's amazing. So he's um he's in the hot sauce beef jerky world, and he's been sending us. Um, he's a great guy, and he's been sending us stuff for <laughs> baskets, and you know, just yeah. donating small amounts that he can yeah. here and there. Which actually, the first year I think added up to him being one of our biggest donors. Um, you know, and he would throw fifteen bucks here, whatever he could, and he would have his whole community send us all. We'd be getting hot sauce just abundance of all kinds of beef jerky and hot sauce and and it was really amazing and then he reached out to us not that long ago and he said guys I want to I want to do more what can I do and so you know Dave's larger vision is we also do a tandem jump too um, every year September 3rd in Pepperell Mass mm. so you can sign up for Local. that on our website yep mm-hmm. and um, that's a tandem jump we bring 10, 10 to 15 guys 10 to 15 out and um I say guys, but men and women and um, veterans. And we do jumps up there tandem. People can bring their families. And the bigger vision is to have a jump in every state on the same day, September 3rd, for veteran suicide prevention. Um, And Sergeant Dunn reached out and wanted to get more involved. So he set up a 5K race. And then he's going to be doing the first jump in Illinois this September 3rd, the same day we're doing our jump. He's um, doing, we do Christmas trees. So we, we, do free Christmas trees locally here to, to veterans around Christmas time. He's also started that up. He's already got donations for about 10 trees he can provide to people down there in Illinois. So he's really stepping in and his wife and his he has two little children. They're with him at pop-up tents spreading the word and they're doing a great job down there. So Dave and I are flying out there this weekend to support him for his first run. Yeah, bring I, in two dogs. Yeah. You're bringing two we're dogs to Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder what we're doing. Dave always says it's going to work out, so I just go yeah, with well, it. You're talking about earlier about the... Um, there's nothing like having to, to work through something very, very difficult, fear, physical endurance, whatever else, with other people to create lifelong bonds, right? And, and that's what I just, I, I was watching your eyes when you were talking about this and thinking about being right here in Pepperell with your family, you know, waiting for you to come down and seeing the shoots open mm-hmm. and the excitement and the fear um, and, and how unifying that would be. Um, and I know I'm repeating what you already said, but it just, it, it, listening to you talk about it really... Yeah really drills at home. How do you pay for all of this? Local donors, um, individuals and businesses will, will donate or sponsor. Um, yeah, it's all it's all. What, local. what is the average cost, say, of a dog? We, from training to acquisition, training, transportation? S- somewhere between like twelve and 1500 for training in one dog, yeah. That, that's, yep. so you're looking at close to hundred grand for a year just in dogs. Yep, yes. Right, yep. right. So I, I just want to urge folks, get over to 22mohawks.com and really... Dig deep and think about 22 veterans at last count dying per day of suicide. That number is likely to grow significantly when the numbers from COVID come out. And uh, this 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 local nonprofit which is uh, providing these critical services. And, and the only way you guys do this is through donations. That's right. And, and, I, and I will say that Dave uh, started all this out of his own pocket, you know, so yeah. so a lot of it comes from his heart and his dedication. Still, I'm like, you know, he'll pay. He just that's, you know. His way of giving back is he puts a lot into this. And sure. I think people might not realize, too, there's only there's us, two, And then we have a core, you know, three other people. And then we have probably, what, 12, 12 solid yeah. with, with the trainers and team. stuff um, together. But it, it takes a lot of work. It does. It's, it's a full-time job on top of a full-time job, you know. Yeah. Hey, both of you are busy people. I think that's, that's another part of the story that needs to be told. Um, and, Dave, you started with your commitment to this uh, through your dear friend that, that committed suicide and, and your awareness of. Talk a little bit more about why you do this. Uh, well, you know, when I first got out of the Army, I had, um, I had my 50-meter target, my 300-meter targets, which were get my, my degree um, in finance, get my finance licenses, uh, become a wealth management advisor, and just, you know, make a lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. That was my goal. And I was going to achieve it, um, and there was really nothing that was going to get in my way. I didn't really look back. And then, um, uh, and I feel now, like, how selfish that was, because then when John passed, um, about two years after we got discharged, I had no idea that he died. And um, it shifted everything to making sure that that doesn't happen to someone else. Mm-hmm. Not even just um, the person dying by suicide, but the, the people that are survivors, we don't want that to have that feeling or feel, feel that guilt. And um, my, my why is, is, is just that. It's, mm-hmm. I don't 
if, as a leader, um, we need to be in front of things. Mm-hmm. Um, in the military, we had this uh, language called, or this acronym called PMCS, Preventive Maintenance Checks and Services, right? It's like you're not going to drive your car until it stops. You're going to take it for an oil change, right? We got to do that with our mental health too. Yep. We have to check in on ourselves, check in on our buddies, you know, at least once a month and just make sure that everybody's good, especially if we know that they're high risk. We're all high risk. I mean, it's not just the veteran community. It's it's, it's everybody right now. I'm going through that whole mess of COVID. Um, I feel like a lot of people are in, in bad shape and... Um, you know, what's it, what's it take to dial dial a person right. once in a while, just right. check up, let them know that you care, because right. they may not think that people care. If you or anybody you know is struggling with suicide, remember the number 988. That is the crisis line. That is the line you can call and get immediate assistance for suicidal ideation, get somebody to talk to, and get resources, right? Um, Stacy, could you talk to us about your why? So... When Dave started this and he posted basically on social media, like I had mentioned, Dave and I went to junior high together. We've been friends um, forever. And we'd always spoken via messaging when he was in service and everything like that. We'd see each other's pictures online. Um, And when he posted the Mohawk, like he had mentioned, I used to be a little wild when I was younger. So I thought, hey, (laughs) I can do this. But, um, you know, with the cause being veterans, suicide awareness and prevention, my father being a veteran, he was a Coast Guard veteran. He died by suicide in 2009. And it's one of those things where even sometimes, you know, as Dave mentions, the guilt of not doing enough or reaching out. And sometimes um, that even doing that, there's no amount of love, resources or reaching out that can sometimes save another person from what they may be going through. And that was the case with my father. So he had been on some medications and in interactions with alcohol. One of the side effects was suicidal ideations. He wasn't as far as I can ever recall, a suicidal person or very, you know, in that way, he definitely had his own demons, but it was kind of like a year long struggle that went. And I think it had a lot to do with some medications that was on mixing with alcohol. And so when he died by suicide in 2009, you know, that was a hard hit to my life, but I never really took any initiative to do anything about that type of topic. I really didn't know anybody else who had gone through suicide. A, a girl I went to high school with, I know her dad had died by suicide, but it wasn't something that was really talked about much or that I had any, you know, real ties to. And when Dave had posted that, I thought, wow, I'll get a Mohawk. I'll, I'll support this. And it was seemed pretty cool and a great cause. And from there, I kind of, I already, I have a deep love for people and just doing events and things like that. I, I was running my own um, kind of wellness company at that time. And so I joined in with him and started doing similar things that I had been doing, setting up events and things like that. And it kind of just organically grew into this. And for me, it's really the the why now is definitely helping as much as we can. Again, we're two people here. We can, you know, there's going to be calls that don't get answered possibly or messages that get missed. And, and we do our absolute best. But really the, the family aspect of the people that we bring in, I, I love you know, everybody that we work with and that we get to to help or that volunteers with us and, and just that family aspect that we've created within this is, is a huge why that keeps us going. Yeah, you can see it. Like I said, you guys are infectious and you're in, you, you, your passion and compassion just come right through your eyes and, and the rest of your team. And I had the good fortune of meeting, meeting some of your other team members through the suicide prevention training that you did for us. And that is something that you can do for people, right? You can go into corporations, mm-hmm. groups, mm-hmm. And, and talk about suicide and suicide prevention, generally speaking. Yep. So Not just the, for vets. The QPR training yep. locally for uh, any resources, any businesses. Um, and QPR stands for? Question, persuade, refer. That's right. I should remember. Bad student. I need to go again. That's what I was going to say. I need to go again, and I have it right on my desk. Question, persuade, and refer, right? It's like CPR. Yeah. CPR for people that are suicidal. So not another great service. Are there other parts of your mission that you do? You mentioned the static jump. You mentioned static line jump. You mentioned the tandem parachuting here in Pepperell, which has me a little terrified because I almost thought you were going to invite me. I, and then, I, I am. We have a shoot don't, for don't, you. Don't, don't worry. You're getting invited. Uh, the canines and canopies. And Dave, Dave started that, canines and canopies. Awesome. So those are our two core yeah. core things is the dogs and Truth the jumps. Be told, it is my, there is only two fears I have. You're coming. It's standing on the edge of Grand Canyon, which I did at my honeymoon. All right. Um, and uh, and my wife was next to me. She wasn't even behind me. I wasn't worried he got pushed. I just have a, a fear of heights. <laughs> he slipped. Yeah, he slipped. <laughs> and, and and jumping out of planes. And I watch videos to try to get over my fear of, of tandem jumping. Um, there's that one of the grandmother who 
whose oh, cheeks yeah. are going back and she falls. He has to he's cut her by the bra or something while she's. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, seen I've it? seen it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. if that's going to be me, I'm not doing it. But well, no. I mean, admittedly, um, all my jumps are night jumps because my eyes are closed on every jump. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but right. I get out the door. You know, right. you and how many jumps do you have? Ah, uh, maybe like forty five yeah. or something. Forty five jumps. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not a, not a ton, but. But so you do the static line, you do tandem jumps. We're doing uh, dogs. Either we could do service dogs, but you're doing you're getting dogs into homes as quickly as possible because we know that veterans that have dogs as companions will not commit suicide. I mean, I can I can pretty much say that that's a that's a statistical fact, right? That's right. That's right. And not every veteran needs a service dog, right? A service right. dog will, you know, provide a service for a specific needs. Person's mm-hmm. blind, person has anxiety, they, they react mm-hmm. to, you know, a trigger. Um, but, you know, many vets can benefit from just having a, a, a standard, well-trained dog. Um, sure. and, and, and the science behind that is, if you don't mind that I shared Please you. Please do, no. The whole, the whole um, science behind it is that we get, we pair the veteran with the dog and now that is something that the vet has, it gives them purpose, right? So they have to, they're required to come once a month to our training on Sunday, right? So what that does is it's accountability. So the vet comes in, we get to see the veteran, make sure the vet's healthy, and we get to see the dog, make sure the dog's healthy. Um, and that, then they it creates this connection with us, and then Stacy will reach out to them regularly, talk to them all the time. So if they're in trouble, whether it's financially or, or mentally, they're in, they're in crisis, mm-hmm. who, who's going to be top of their mind? Well, well Dave and Stacy, 22 Mogs, because we're there for them in that that aspect of their life um, as people like, hey, we're here for you. We're a veteran community, um, community, but we're also like regular Joes just on the street, like living life right. um and, I, and i'll give you an example so there was one night i was i was in bed and it's, it's after midnight because all, all the calls will come at a time that's going to be very inconvenient for you and you have to realize that you can make that decision whether you answer that call or not and if you don't answer that call and something happens you're going to feel like i felt about john it's not a good feeling so if your phone rings at any time you're at the best part of your life. You answer that phone and you walk outside and you take it, especially when from somebody who you know is high risk. Well, my phone rang at midnight. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox there. But my phone rang at midnight. Answered the phone. It was one of our vets who had received a dog, and he was in crisis. Um, he was he was in tears, telling me that he was in bad shape mentally and he didn't know what to do. And um, the first question I asked him was, "Hey, where's where's uh, Fido? You know, where's your dog?" He's like, "Oh, he's just sitting over there on the uh, on the ground." I'm like, "All right, I, like, what are we gonna do?" When you, when you go, like, what are we going to do with Fido? Is, do you have a plan for that? He's like, well, no. Um, can you help me with that? I'm like, of course I can. I can help you with that. I'll, I'll come up there and get him if you want. But uh, let's, uh, let's get an ambulance to you. And then, you know, we can put me on the phone with the paramedic. And then we'll get you to the VA. We'll get you straight away. I'll come up and I'll get your dog. And then you can just call me. Right? I'll let you know that we have your dog. That's what we did. We got him in an ambulance. He went to the VA. We went up, picked up his dog the next day. And then every day when he was in, um, you know, medical facility, he called us. He's like, oh, how's Fido doing? Fido's doing great. And then time went by, and then we paired him back up with Fido, right? So it it's more than just a dog, right? We're pairing them up with a lifelong companion, but it's also accountability because it's like, we know Dave and Stacy. We're going to call Dave and Stacy if, if, if bad things happen, you know? And um, you know that your brothers and sisters in arms have been trained, all of them, to a person, have been trained not to leave no one behind. That's right. And yeah, I'm going to leave Fido behind. That's right. So you, you, to your point about training, right? So veterans train for years, right? Whatever their job is. Let's say it's infantry. They train for years. They train to shoot. They train to shoot targets that look exactly like a human being. And they have reflexive fire up, down, up, shoot, right? They train over and over and over and over. And what happens is, is when you see that target that looks exactly like a human, it, it, it removes empathy from your brain. Because you're like, all right, there's that, there's that same guy again. Over and over. And you, so... They, they remove empathy from you in the beginning stages. So in real life, when that same target pops up, you can put two into them and not really think about it, right? So you lose um, empathy, right? And that's Re- Reflexively, fine. you lose it. That's it, right. It's trained out of you. And you want that to happen when you're a, a, a professional warfighter. You want to not have to think about someone's family when they're trying to kill you so you can kill them first, mm-hmm. right? When these guys get out, they don't train reflexively on how to become a civilian. They don't know how to talk to everyday people, right? Because their life is not, what color paint am I gonna buy to paint the outside of a house, mm-hmm. right? It's what what kind of ballistic am I, round am I gonna use when I'm gonna go fight the enemy? 
and, and how am I going to take this other person's life, right? So when they come and you're sitting at a, at a bar with someone, they're not going to start talking to somebody who paints a house about how they, you know, will lay in Scanyan overseas. It's just not going to happen. Right. Right? And it, it also, not to, uh, please don't stop there, but I just, it just smacks me in the face of how trivial all this other stuff may seem, must seem when you get back. You're fighting for your life over there in other people's lives, and you walk up, and somebody is literally talking about the color of their house yes. and the crisis they're having yep. because they don't agree with their wife on yellow or red. There is, there's, there's not a roller coaster ride. There's no thrill in someone's life that can take away the feeling of what it means to actually fight for your life and survive and then go have to fight for your life again over and over. So when we come back here, and it's like, Oh, all right. Well, you don't understand and you don't understand. I'm not going to talk to you so no one can listen to me. So I'm just going to sit in my living room and drink booze Mm -hmm. or do drugs Mm -hmm. because no one understands that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And all your veteran buddies are, you know, shock and blasted across the U.S., Mm -hmm. right? Um, And then that's a a recipe for disaster. So we need to get better at reintegrating our vets when they get out of service to think um, in a way that's conducive to their new life. Right. And that's okay. It's okay that they had to lose empathy to be a warrior. That's fine. We want that. So what, you, what do you say to that person that used to be the warrior who you were when you look at them across the room when they're sitting there? You say, thank you. Thank you for, for getting me through combat. Thank you for helping me survive. I don't need you anymore. Right. You know? Right. Now I can live my life, but, but, but we need a groups of people to help them retrain their brain reflexively. To, to be able to talk about people with people who are painting their houses. Thank you for that. We're speaking with Dave Camposano and Stacy Coyne of 22 Mohawks. My name's Jim Derrick. This is Chapters Radio. You can find the podcast at WFPR.FM. Go on to past shows. You'll find the podcast there. Or go to Apple, Spotify, or any other podcast service and look up Chapters Radio with Jim Derrick. D-E-1-R-I-C-K. 22 Mohawks. I mean, what an inspiring story this is. So, Stacy, what else does 22 Mohawks do? In, a- in addition to the dogs and the parachuting and the tandem jumping, we also offer free financial education classes and one-on-one services. Um, as we mentioned, Dave's also a financial advisor by his trade. And so we're, we're able to give that um, to the veterans and in, in it's free of cost. So, that, again, they can either do one-on-one or they can go on our website and sign up for that. And I think that's a huge huge asset because being able to understand finances is one of the most crucial things, even for civilians. Most people don't understand that. So having that um, tool in their back pocket that we can give them is huge. We also do here locally an ORP every Wednesday night. We meet at our facility and we, from six to eight, just have coffee and conversations. We just get together. Objective rally point. It's like a spot where, and on active duty in the infantry, an ORP is a place where all the, you all go to powwow before you actually assault the objective. Um, so what night is that? Wednesday nights from six to eight, and um, currently, so it's going to be at our two commercial street and Sharon location. Right. And so you all are moving your office from uh, your headquarters in Medway, where you where you started, out to two commercial street in Sharon. Correct. And uh, right over by Mick Morgan's on Route One. But I understand that office is open for people anytime they want to come in. Yep. So we, we're going to have office hours posted on there where we'll have somebody there um, regularly throughout the day. But but although we're obviously veteran focused, our facility and anything we do is open to civilians, um, to anybody, children, family members, whoever needs anything, we're here to help them. And Wednesday night, you have a regular gathering. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. So so come on by Wednesday night, veteran or not. Right. Yep. Veteran or not. Great. And um, and beyond that, you also have a gym. Yeah. So we'll have a gym at this facility and we have um, Felipe. He's out of Medway here. He's going to be coming down and giving some of his time to, to work with veterans one on one. So we could do little personal training sessions, things like that. There'll be a sign up. You can sign up for it. Yep. This is so great. So, again, two Commercial Street, Sharon, go down and visit 22 Mohawks, veteran or not. Walk in, say hello, Dave or Stacy. Who else is in the office? Did I miss anybody? It'll be uh, uh, Stacy, myself, uh, Diego, Kylie, our trainers, um, Angela, Kevin, and Dawn. Awesome. Those are uh, uh, three. They're all Marine canine handlers. Uh, so yeah. they're down there training. Yeah. I tell you, if you're not a vet and you're just concerned about mental health destigmatization, about suicide, and you want to help the vets, please get involved with 22 Mohawks. I'm going to, it sounds like I'm going to be jumping out of an airplane, so I need you there. You have to. I, yeah. I need someone else there <laughs> to witness this, but they need your uh, they need your time, talent, and treasure, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I, I would assume. Um, do you have volunteer roles for people? Yeah, we definitely yes, do. We, we have on our website, if you go... Um, 
we have things for fostering dogs. We also have other ways that we can, you know, utilize people's, like you said, trades or trades or um, talents Talent. and time, basically, yeah. for yeah. for the things we do. And obviously, we are veterans focused, veteran focused, but we also have so many opportunities for civilians as well. And, and find that, especially within the dog program, that you know, just having that extra help is huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twenty two uh, suicides a day is it's I. I just can't get my get my arms around it. Can you tell us a little bit more about where where are we missing? We're in on the big picture, the big national picture. Where are we missing the boat on this? I, I think it's I think it's that. I think it's um, our our we have no reintegration training. So like in the army, there was this thing called TAPS, right? Where you would like do resume writing, you you know learn how to dress, and it was just like a week course of like how to get out and then you'd sign your paperwork and you get your DD-214 and then you're out. Um, and then a lot of people just go home. They don't have a plan. They have nothing set up. Um, and they just kind of are just there, right? No one at home can really help them. Um, so I think the, I think the big miss too, from what I've seen is there's so many nonprofits out there that, that help veterans, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hel- help veterans. Yep. Um, and I've come into contact with a lot of them, and, and you can tell people's intentions pretty quickly, right? Um, are they serious about this? Do they want to really help? Um, and, and a lot of people just kind of, they're doing it for themselves, which is completely fine. Um, but we have to work together. Like, we have to bring all our groups in. Like, yesterday we were at a, um, an event. We got invited in by Fire for Effect Foundation um, in the Garrison Speed Shop in uh, Mendon, I believe. They're in Mendon. Yep. And we, they brought us into Bridgewater. And, and we talked to them. And they were like, yeah, our goal is to bring as many veterans organizations together as we can. It's like, that's absolutely right. We fully support that because I might not be able to provide a service mm-hmm. that they can provide. And we need to be able to talk to each other and, and refer and I think a lot of a lot, some organizations think that you know you're taking a dollar out of their pocket or something, or you're taking their business. But like we are, the mission is to prevent veteran suicide. It's not to make a dollar. Yes, we have to spend a lot of our time fundraising because we need money to make this mission work. It's un- very unfortunate that I have to talk about um, how we have to fund this mission and please donate. Um, it, it sucks that we have to do that. Um, I'd rather not, but. It's, it's a fact of it. Um, and if, it, we need to be able to work together. And if we can, nationally, I think that will drastically reduce, drastically reduce the numbers. I, I went to this, um, this um, panel in Vegas, and some of the industry-leading people were at this, uh, this suicide prevention panel. You had no names. I, I won't mention them, but I was, when I went there, I'm, I'm thinking, they're going to give us the magic pill on how to prevent veteran suicide. They're going to tell us how to do it. And uh, it was just... It was more about like promoting self. And I'm like, let me get one of those seats real quick because I can talk to you about what we need to do because it, it, it starts in the neighborhood level, right? And I don't, I don't care if I sound arrogant because no, I not. will tell you what you need to do. And it starts at the neighborhood level. Knock on your local veteran door and say, hey, last time we spoke, I know you told me you had a TBI and you're rated. How's everything going? You want to go get a cup of coffee? I have a cup of coffee. Let's, let's have one. And uh, that, that, that's just not how it is anymore, and it's it's sad. No, but you know, Dave, uh, it it doesn't sound arrogant at all, and and it very much dovetails with my own personal experience through the Safe Coalition, very very much so. That expression, "All politics are local," well, you know what? All of this is local. What's happening next door? We forget to check in on our neighbors. I know personally of uh, three veterans in my neighborhood. I have a pretty big neighborhood. Um, have I ever checked in on them? No. Um, you're absolutely right. What can I do to help? It's here locally and get off of Facebook and get all of that distraction. But I hear also what you're saying about the amount of, of competing organizations and the names. And so you've got wounded warriors, you've got, you've got all of these, you right. know, and, and people sometimes get gummed up. They just don't know how to get, they feel like they're, they're stuck. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the cynicism out there because unfortunately some people take advantage of, of people. It's like insurance industry, right? There you go. Yeah. I was in the insurance <laughs> business. Dave's yeah. happily in the insurance and wealth management business. Um, not a dirty word, but, you know. Some people have a bad taste yeah, about it. You there's know? stigma out there for us, too. So right. I hear you. And uh, so it's a, a lack of a – it's not a lack of will. It's a lack of a collective mentality. A That's collective. Right. What about the VA? How does the VA do in this area? And- so um, I I love the Boston VA. Yeah. Um, JP, um, West Roxbury, like my doctors are great. My therapist is awesome. I, I've had good experiences there. 
I think one of the biggest things, and I've heard a lot of veterans say this, like they go in and they sit with a therapist and the therapist doesn't tickle their fancy right from the start. So they flip a table and like run out of there and it's like, hey, if you don't like your therapist, right? There's Just another one. Ask for another one. Yeah. Right? Be patient, right? And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to talk to a civilian therapist because they didn't experience what I experienced. And it's like, okay, uh, that resonates. But they also have many, many years of schooling and have sat with hundreds, if not thousands of veterans. They know the game, mm-hmm. right? So give them a chance and talk to them, even if they haven't seen combat, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is Boston. If I said that to somebody who was in like, Fort Bragg or Texas, they would be like negative. Um, my VA, it took me five hours to see my doctor and then they ended up canceling. It took me six months to get an appointment. Um, we're here. It's like I can call today and have an ap- appointment within the next 72 mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. So Boston is a different beast. This Bo- Massachusetts takes care of their veterans. I, I have to say that they Good definitely do. Um, so we're lucky. Good. Yeah. And remember, folks, if you or anybody you know is struggling with suicidal ideation, um, call 988. That's the crisis line. And uh, make sure you speak with, with a counselor and get out and get some help. Stacy, I'm, I'm curious as to your perception of stigma when it comes to mental health in general for veterans coming home. How deep is that stigma? Is it just like it is uh, you know, with the civilian population, deeper? I mean, obviously, me being a civilian from it, I can give you my standpoint mm-hmm. on um, even with my father having served in the Coast Guard. And I, I remember him, he always had things for boats and waters. He had knots, like tying of ropes and knots and things like that. But my, and he would go away, come back, whatever. But I didn't really understand what it meant to be a professional warfighter or to have actually that as a career. I never, you as a civilian, I think many of us think a soldier, right? Um, And you have this idea of like somebody going and fighting, but you just really don't know. And unless that person, your loved one or your family member is telling you deep stories or, or really interacting with you about their experiences, you just have this made up envisionment of what you think it is. And until I started, you know, really working with in 22 Mohawks with Dave, I didn't understand what it meant to have a career in the military and what what these men and women go through. And just knowing that I don't understand it. But at the same time, when Dave tells the stories about empathy, right? It's like many of, you know, spouses, family members, you think like, why why aren't you understanding what I'm trying to tell you? Or why don't you feel bad about this trivial thing that's upsetting me, right? And we don't have that empathy almost for them in an understanding of what they're going through. And it's not for anybody's fault other than not being taught or having those resources to allow you to know that that's what's going on with that other person. So I think um, communication is key. So, so crucial just for family members, spouses um, in in that to be able to understand what that person is going through, because it's it's hard to even conceptualize. And even with the stories and understanding and knowing so much about it, I was never there. So Mm. I still only have that idea that I that I construct in my own mind. Mm. But I think having more education on what these people go through and how we can better communicate together or how I can have empathy for the fact that you know, he may not be able to feel what I'm feeling or understand or put his hand on me or have that connection yeah. that I'm looking for in that moment and, and things like that. I think, and especially with kids too, sure. um, people who have served, men and women that have served with their children, we hear a lot. They're unable to sit down and play and have that same normal, what we would be just simple interaction with their child. And they love their child. They want to be on the floor playing with their child. They want that connection, but there's something that just that feeling still isn't there. So maybe they're going through the motions, but in their mind, they're not feeling that. And so they're, it's like, what's wrong with me? Exactly. And I want to piggyback on what Stacy said. That was very well said, Stacey. Um, with the stigma, I feel like uh, the number one um, supporters of the stigma are our own people, yeah. right? They, you know, it's like, you're weak if you talk about your mental health. Like I, I hear it all the time from people who I'm like blown away that would say that, right? It's like, I don't want, like, don't bring your problems into my life. I don't want to hear about your weakness. You know what I mean? A recent story was told, um, a friend of mine had a nightmare, um, a Vietnam guy, actually. He had a nightmare, and in his nightmare, he was so that he was in his ca- a casket, open casket, this guy. And a, a little boy walked by his open casket and looked at him, and he said he just got the worst feeling of anxiety ever, right? And what happened was, was when he was in Vietnam, he was he disconnected dis, um, from his unit and he was by himself fighting the streets, heavy fighting, and this little boy came up on his position. And for fear that he was going to run back and t- tell the NVA where he was, he shot the little boy. 
Um, so that's talk about severe, severe Ooh. moral injury, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, so he, you know, he has to live with that, you know, forever now that that that, that happens. So for him, it took him many, many years to be able to speak that, right, to say that to people because he was ashamed, right? But when he, he finally told that story, it, it gives other people permission to share theirs. Absolutely. Because it's almost like a weakness, like, oh, I, can't, I can't talk about that. Yeah. And, like, think about that from, from a standpoint of not being in the military. When you're overseas, it's like, it's like the Wild West. It's like you can just, like, shoot and kill someone, right? You have to because they're going to kill you if you don't. But if you think about that from, like, a civilian standpoint, it's like this dude like had to shoot a kid in the middle of combat because he was scared that the NVA was going to get him. It's like, well, yeah, right. It's like, that's justifiable. Um, but not in this world, you're not going to sit at a, a bar with a painter and tell a painter that you had to do that. But if you do, if you do, if you tell that to a group of people at two commercial street in Sharon, right, it may give them permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then they f- will feel better about, the, the, the moral injuries, it may like heal that injury, help heal that injury. And you know, what strikes me, I asked you about volunteer opportunities. Well, the clearest and easiest volunteering to do for you is to become an ambassador for this subject, right? Is to become an ambassador through 22 Mohawks yeah. and talk to people about veterans' suicide rates, talk to people about mental health, destigmatize it by sharing your own story, right? If you're willing. Exactly. You know, and I'll tell you what, having done that myself, there's nothing more fearful at the beginning and nothing more. I want to say gratifying or life affirming at the end, because you will, I guarantee you in sharing your story, you will be tapped on the shoulder by somebody, mm-hmm. by somebody immediately yep. who says, can I talk to you for a minute? I've had those same thoughts too. If it's not tears and a hug. Exactly. At the same time. Exactly. Yep. Um, had that experience many times. Do you have any events coming up? Imminently? We do. Awesome. Let's promote um, (laughs) We have a golf tournament coming up August 14th at the Brook Meadow Country Club in Canton. Um, It is just about a week away now, but we do have some spots open and sponsorships still open for that. People can actually just come have lunch with us, hang out, do raffles. It's always a good time. We'll have a great group of people down there. So we have that event. We also have um, Dave and I will be flying out this weekend to Illinois. So in Illinois, we have a 5K run on Saturday in Sterling, Illinois. Um, we also have, what were you going to say? If you just happen to be in Sterling, Illinois next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> you never <Right>. know. <laughs> we have, um, so the Norwood Rotary Club came to us and wanted to put on a ride for us, a motorcycle ride. So I believe it is so, um, September 16th. September 16th. So, so September 16th, we have a Storm the Beach. It's going to start at the... The Castle Island Brewery, brewery, Castle uh, Island Brewery in Norwood. in Norwood, and then it's going to end at the Chatham VFW, and there's going to be stops along the way. So it's a pretty aggressive ride. Yeah. It's about 88 miles. The Nord Rotary Club's putting it on for us, and some of the yeah. proceeds are going to be coming to us. So it should be a, a great time. So exciting! The yeah. next day, Dave and I are flying out to Florida. We have our week-long airborne school in Denellen on the 17th. So we'll be there Sunday to Sunday the 24th. That's going to be an amazing time. If anybody's in the Donellan area, they can always come out and say hi. We already have names for that picked. Yep. Yep. Um, and then after that, September 30th, we have a 5K run here in Norwood and a 0K. So for those of you who do not run, you can come out to this one and have. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> a 0K. Yes. Yeah, so this is one of our it's guys. Like 500 meters. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I love this organization. <laughs> we want to make that it accessible to everybody, like right? Yeah. Some people don't want to run a 5K. That's right. I love um, that. But love another really exciting thing yeah. locally that we have is the we started the Mohawk Minions. So suicide, obviously, is a heavy topic. We have children. Um, we have uh, most of the volunteers we have have children of all ages. Um, and so we started the Mohawk Minions, which is basically kids helping kids. So the kids will do different projects that they come up with. Um, they've raised some money for a little girl who had a brain tumor. So they did a huge GoFundMe for this little girl and raised tons of money for her That's medical awesome. bills. Awesome. And then, um, but the kids wanted to do something. And this little girl is the sweetest little girl I've ever met in my entire life. And the kids raised like fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars or something like that to for her to take herself on a trip or buy makeup or whatever she wants to do so that she got some money specifically for her. Um, she's an amazing little girl I who's gone through a lot. because you're empowering kids That's and right. it doesn't have to be through veteran suicide. It just happens to be a vehicle that brought you together. That's right. But you're giving them the autonomy to support somebody that's in need. And it's just you're you're. That's how we change the world, literally. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Um, you you got to come and see some of the stuff. It's like the most impactful feeling you'll ever feel. Like every time we give a dog, it's like, I think this this may get boring, and it just doesn't. Every time it just so hits much. you, like a, a ton of hugs. You know what I mean? You know, and some of these people, like um, our, our 
girl, Jess Mahoney. She's oh. amazing. She's a drill sergeant. Um, her and her a boyfriend, Brandon, Brandon. live yeah. um, kind of, I think, up in New Hampshire. I mean, they're a little yeah. bit far, but she'll come down and surprise us on the Wednesday nights. It's always so exciting. Like, I get so excited to see her. It's like a friend you haven't seen in a little bit. And um, we, she got a dog from us, her dog, Daisy, which... Yeah. Um, it just changed her entire life yeah. and, and she's going to be volunteering with us so she's like I want to come down more and help and volunteer she made some items for raffles and things like that but it's just really that that like I love you you're my friend and family and just come hang out with us and, and some veterans get doing. hit really hard with this yeah. and they just like have to like come in you know sure. that's what we want of course you do you know? of course you do and thank god you're here quite literally and um 22 mohawks 22 mohawks.com visit them on facebook twitter Instagram, how the heck do you have time to do all this stuff? That's one of the things that you don't. don't. (laughs) That's the key, but you can't stop. (laughs) You won't meet better people. You just won't. Stacey, Dave, and the rest of their team, passionate, compassionate, giving back, building community. I think that's the most important thing, building community. Dave, you... You hit it right in the head. It ain't corny at all. It's not about you guys. It's about the mission, number one. And number two, it's about other people. And to see the way your faces light up around this work, it just makes me glad to have met you. 22mohawks.com. And, folks, I want to give you the punchline here. Dave and Stacy have known each other since... Junior high. Junior high. Sixth grade, yeah. And... Uh, they're going to be getting married, mm-hmm. and and that's really cool. You and heard congratulations! It, yeah, for, uh, I Stacey heard... said October fifteenth. You said <laughs> <laughs> We're, Dave is trying to nail down Stacy <laughs> on a date, taking a a, a, a back seat on this one. <laughs> but it something tells me since uh, the playground went pretty well, the rest of your life will go well. I think so. So one last time, twenty two mohawks dot com. The phone number is seven seven four two seven three three two nine six, and emails. Stacy at 22mohawks.com and Dave at 22mohawks.com. And then um, we also, on the website, all this information is listed at the bottom. Dave's number's on there. Um, my number, uh, Diego's on there. And uh, we also have Dr. Kafori, who's a mental health specialist. She volunteers for us. In, Harvard grad. Yeah, she's an amazing woman. She, she works at the Newton Schools, but she volunteers her time. And we'll talk to veterans, civilians, family members um, that need just somebody to you know connect with so we have her we have kylie she's our executive assistant she is just a boss um acquiring dogs for us and (laughs) you know doing all kinds of anything that we need she's like the person you ask and you can rely on her she's got two amazing little boys and she just donates so much of her time to us Uh, which we're so grateful for and diego is just a a saint to us he he brings in so much value him and his family and i hope i don't steal any thunder or anything i was sitting here thinking about how i want to sponsor a dog Oh, like yeah. I want to buy a dog, you know, Definitely. and then Love come it. out in the delivery, yeah. and, no, and, and just it. that thought that for roughly fifteen hundred dollars, I could provide a veteran with a companion for the rest of his life, you 100%. know, or the dog's life is just—it's really inspiring. So um, think about that, folks. You know, fifteen hundred bucks, small investment to give a veteran a companion that will enhance his life, enhance his family's life, and may just save his or her life. Mm-hmm. Pretty damn powerful. Well, guys, I just can't thank you enough for coming in. This has been a fantastic hour. Thanks, Jim. Thank you so much. For my guests, Dave and Stacy from 22 Mohawks, my name's Jim Derrickson. Thanks for listening to Chapters, and I will see you next week. Mm-hmm.